Coming to you from the megacity metropolis of Toronto, this is the Cave of Solitude, your pop culture and comic book podcast. I'm your host, Eric Anthony, and this is episode 337. Bada bing. Bada, bada boom. Bada bing is our thing now? <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. Shane. Shane Heron. Shane Amato. Like, man of many. At the beginning? Just yeah, giddy, giddy up. up. I, I don't know. Bada bing is Sopranos. But I mean, whatever. I like Sopranos too. Yeah. It, it allows me to continue using the boom that you hate. It becomes our thing. There you go, Shane Heron. Everybody that's tuning in, this is the Seinfeld Chronicles portion of the Cave of Solitude, where me and my good pal, uh, artist, chef, you name it, he could do it. Uh, we go through the entire Seinfeld series. That's our plan, anyways. We're almost finishing up season two. Today's episode is the baby shower. The baby shower. The third last episode of the season. That's right. And if you like what we do here, make sure you hit the subscribe button. On whatever podcast platform that you're listening to us, it helps. And even more, share the episode if you like it. Share what, what we're making. Anyways, share and subscribe. Uh, share and subscribe, as they say. Did anyone uh, email you Mr. about us? Uh, you know what? Any fan mail? Not any yet. Email? Come on. Not yet, but oh. I'm sure we'll get some. Maybe we'll get so. a, a Newman. Maybe we'll get our own Newman of the show. That would be good. Just an antagonist. Yeah. Well, I have all of the uh, things that we. We um, at trivia, I have a hater now, which is pretty good. Yes. Yes. Tell us about last week. We didn't record because we were trying to reschedule, but you had another bout to defend the title. Not defend. We, 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 in july we came third place we podiumed we did not win it was the return of a son of dad our arch enemy um he came back after he took two trivias off because he it's far for him to get there uh he came back and he beat us uh we came third and it haunted me because uh we lost by one at one if i got one question one more right we would have went to the tiebreaker it would have a three-way tie for first and we would have won the tiebreaker because we wrote the most. Uh, the tiebreaker this time was, um, or sorry, last time was name as many Seinfeld fictional movies as possible. So, you know, at the end of the trivia, they go on the back, tiebreaker question, write as many, and they give you a few minutes to write as many. We wrote like 15 to 20 names of Seinfeld fictional movies. Son of Dad, who won, he uh, he wrote only about 10, and the other team wrote, I think, a couple. They didn't have that many. But we... We didn't tie for first because we got uh, one question wrong that I wrote the right answer and then I panicked and I crossed it out because I wasn't sure and I wrote the wrong answer. If I didn't do that, we would have won. The, but it's okay. Uh, that, but you, that was July. I thought you won the last one. That was, I thought so you that won was the July. And then we just did one last week, the September version. So, no, that was the August one. We came third. They didn't do one no, in No, you won one before this. Okay, so we won. We won in March. Hold on, hold on. We won in March. We came in third in April. Yeah. They didn't do one in May. They had one in June. We won. So we won March, June. Um, Right. They didn't do one in July. Uh, August, we we came third. 
So now you're back on last top. week, September, we, we won. So we okay, won. Three you're times. the three time champ. Right. Oh, I got some better news. We went. What's we the better news? There, well, I don't know if it's better news, but some extra news, <laughs> we call it. There was a, uh, I found out that Heming, do you know Hemingway's Bar in Yorkville? Yes. Um, they have a Seinfeld trivia. We just found out about it. Um, we went last night. Uh, me and just one of my teammates, nobody else could make it. Um, we won. We we handily won that. We we destroyed everybody there. So now you're going bar to bar. You're letting the whole city know across <laughs> town. We well, are the we are the Seinfeldians. Well, we both went. Me and my buddy Jude, who's on my regular team, the Pines of Mar Gables, where we do at Trivia Kings at Dublin Calling, and they're the best trivia in town. Uh, you know, they have video clips that, you know, when you have video clips, it's hard to have um, a debate on what the right answer is sometimes. You know what I mean? They show you the proof of what the answer is. Um, these guys at Hemingway's is a little bit more amateur. They didn't have video. They had a couple of video ah. clips, but not for all of them. The guy who um, hosted it clearly doesn't even know this. He's like a casual viewer. Um uh, right, to be right, fair, right, he said right. he's not the regular trivia host. I guess they have someone else who was on vacation. But he uh, he wanted to do Seinfeld. I think he put the questions together, and we this is how how good we've gotten. We were correcting his incorrect questions. That's no fun. That yeah. when you're at that point, it's like I'm just here to let you know. Here's how you make it legit. No, but the questions right? were that were so easy that there was a three way tie for first. So then we had to go to a tiebreaker and that the tiebreakers kind of pissed me off because they weren't really questions about stuff in the show, which is what I prefer. So the first tiebreaker question was how many episodes of the show are there? I knew it's 180. So I eliminated one team. So then there was two teams left in the tiebreaker. And then the next question was how old is the real Jerry Seinfeld in real life? Which I don't care for because that's not a, really a question about the show Seinfeld. But it's just we, Seinfeld related. We took a guess. I know he's late 60s, and I think I remember him being 68, but I was like, he's probably at this point 69. So we wrote 69. It was right. The other team also wrote 69, so we tied again. And then they had a, a um, I've never done this before. It was like a family feud style. Like you slap the tables to kind of buzz in, the first buzz in. And the question mm-hmm. was, I, I went to do it because I go, I'm just, I'm going to slap in first anyways because i probably know whatever the question was before he finishes i'm gonna slop in uh and the question was what's jerry's apartment number for the most of the series oh that you're obsessed with that there's no way you would get there's no way you wouldn't get that that's what you talk about every episode yeah. so before you finish the sentence once i knew enough of what he was actually asking i slapped in 5a done we won 100 dollars gift card nice but it was, uh, if so I was by myself what, or if Jude was by himself, they would have won the whole thing anyways. We didn't even need to have it. Jude was – my teammate was watching football the whole time. So it was all you for sure because all you want to talk about is Seinfeld. That's why you're here today. So yeah, we got the right. legitimate city champion of Seinfeld, the expert baby shower. Shane, I, I like this episode, man. It's, you like it? Let's get into it. Let's I do. Do you got the synopsis? Okay. Uh, no, uh, you're. Uh, yeah, okay. I got the synopsis. I got. Oh wait, hold on. <laughs> My. Uh, We're prepared. I'm mostly prepared. Here's the synopsis. You're, you're of prepared. I got. I'm getting pop-up ads now. What's going on here? 
IMDb Kramer commits long. Kramer convinces Jerry to get a legal cable. Elaine holds a baby shower for a former girlfriend of George on whom he wants revenge for a callous incident. That's pretty succinct. Yeah, it is. And it's a very simple plot in this episode. Um, everything Shane described is what you're going to see. Those are like yeah. the three different scenes of the show, the main plot points. Um, and the majority of the show is in a very few locations, mainly Jerry's apartment, right? For the most part. So yeah, it, it simple opens episode. In monks and then Jerry's apartment. And then there's a bit of stuff on the plane and in the, in the car, but it's mostly in Jerry's apartment. Yeah. Yeah. And all the all the cast is intermingling in this one too, which is always a lot of fun. Um, what was I gonna just say to you? And it escaped me. It escaped me. Anyway, the, the the opening bit in this one, I think we had just mentioned it about the gather hunter gatherers of men and women in the form of watching yeah. TV. Classic Jerry Seinfeld bit. So if if you do know that one, it's most likely because you saw it here first. And I think he's used it in. The uh, I don't know if it was in I'll tell you for the last time special, but it is a classic Seinfeld bit that you're getting. Classic to open Seinfeld up this bit. Episode. He also uses it again later in the episode "The Fire" when Kramer's uh, dating Toby, the, the who boos and hisses him. Uh, <laughs> she heckles mm. him, and he's doing the bit about how men are hunters and women are uh, and gathers and nesting, and then that's when she starts to boo him. So it's kind of they they reuse the bit again later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which which again goes to the merits of this being the, the story of a real life comedian's potential private life. Like it, he, he yeah. lets art imitate life or there's that meta moment of it. Um, but the joke is like when he's I doing found... the bit, even that he's saying it's like tongue in cheek. He's like, you know, like that's why men are hunters and women are women nest, you know, like he's even like laughing at how ridiculous that premise is while he's doing it. Right. Like he's not seriously saying this as a thing. Of course. Exactly. But it it leads well into the parts of the episode. Like I like when the joke has that tie into the episode later on. But let's get into monks here, because I found that this dialogue for me was very like smartly written. Because there's a lot of references here that they'll go over your head. So I look stuff up while I'm watching this. So like what what does that mean? He holds a grudge like. Khomeini. Khomeini. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so this Khomeini. one is, All this is written little... by this is written by Larry Larry Charles, who uh, as we talked before, he kind of leans a bit darker uh, in his premises. Like one of the episodes they never made was the one where Lane buys a gun, and people didn't think it was funny for her to buy a gun. And I mean, you see it in this episode. We've got the the fantasy feature, which is a Larry Charles thing, which is pretty dark in a sense. Um, but yeah, he writes. It's kind of cool. This scene. It it's. Uh, it's a good monk scene of setting up everyone's storyline for the episode, except for Saint yeah, Crane. it is he's not he's not in that yet. But George, Elaine, Jerry yeah. sitting at monks. Is I, now that I think about it, I always feel like Kramer shows up. He never opens up the show. In my memory, um, it's very rare. Well, mostly, think there's got to be. A, he's there at the beginning for some stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's rare. You're right. But this is like, I mean, again, this is still Kramer. They're still writing him as, uh, just sort of the obnoxious, uh, neighbor coming in and doing his thing. So, and I guess season two, they're still considering him a bit of a shut in. So he's not, he's not out as much, but yeah, but th even th this the episode, episode of the Chinese restaurant where he's not in it because he's supposed to be a shut in. 
Right. Right. I understand. That makes sense now. He's he's still um in full full form Kramer though. This episode is very classic Kramer. Like if you had to describe him in its in his full glory, the moments here where he's trying to convince like we'll get to that later, but where he's where he gets involved in trying to convince Jerry to get involved in the 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 90s as he as he says later yeah hammer <laughs> it's time full, it's, it's perfect, 90s it's hammer it's time, hammer time. <laughs> which is oh my god I love, such yeah dated reference i know right there's a lot of stuff in here that's dated but it kind of i don't know as i'm hearing them talk and they make these different little references or like the artsy culture that they're kind of tapped into without wanting to be because they find it pretentious it's just so interesting to me seeing these like 30 year olds in New York in the 90s like it's a real snapshot of it and this is a perfect moment of like their pop culture anyways uh we open we got them Elaine George Jerry they're sitting at Monks and they're talking about Leslie who is a friend of Elaine's from it's referenced later that uh, they went to college together um she's pregnant now but uh, a few years ago George went on a date with her and it was the worst date he's ever had um she's a performance artist she brought him where did she she brought him to uh it's like down in brooklyn by the waterfront to see one of her performances uh she was cooking for who was she cooking for she's cooking for god she's cooking cooking for god God, jerry she's making dinner for god she took up the syrup (laughs) (laughs) she had george hey oh my god sorry my dog is riley shut up well dogs are allowed no no she's barking because uh it's it's garbage day, so everyone's taking the. You can hear the bins going out to the street, and she thinks any garbage bin noise is a raccoon, so she thinks there's raccoons out there. It's too early for raccoons, Riley. Shut up, Farfel. <laughs> Shut up, Farfel. Uh, I can change her name to Farfel. You should. <laughs> <laughs> or Snowball. Um, Okay, so yeah, Leslie, George went on an awful date with her, and now, and also Leslie, um, she is going to, uh, she's asking Elaine to throw the baby shower for her. And Elaine can't say no to her, something about her, she can't say no to her. Have you ever had a relationship like that, where you just felt like, I can't say no to this person, or found yourself agreeing to do something like, like this? I've had a friend, actually, who's been asked to host a baby shower, and I'm like say no and they couldn't i don't get it have you ever had i've had i mean i think um i've definitely been in situations where i'm like i'm gonna stand up to this person i'm gonna tell them no or whatever and then you just (laughs) cave when you look them in the eyes or whatever like i do have a a friend of mine who was a close friend uh you know but in our circle of friends he was kind of just there because he showed up and he wasn't annoying so we just were like yeah i guess he's part of the group but he wasn't one of those guys where, oh, you better call your buddy to make sure he's here. Like, oh, let's get the boys together. You don't think about it, right? He just kind of showed up. And then he got married and he asked me and uh, another, my, my best friend, basically, he asked us to to see if one of us wanted to be his best man for his wedding. And we, and I think he thought we were going to fight to be the best man. And, and neither of us wanted to because we were like, we're not really that close with him. Why are we his best man? But then we ended up both being like co-best men because we couldn't tell him no because we felt so bad. <laughs> That's a nice thing. You're a good friend. Does he know this? Uh, no. Will he hear this? 
No, he's I can edit dumb. That. I don't think he even knows what a podcast is. <laughs> he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. I don't know if he uh, <laughs> if you listen to this. If he did, fucking yeah, oh well. Shout out to that man with the two. Yeah, best I'm not. Gonna, I won't. I won't say his name. Back. But <laughs> his wedding was also. <laughs> I'll tell you another time. But his wedding was crazy. The lady married was the most. They're divorced now. The lady married was one of the most awful people I've ever met in my life. So it was, it was a pretty wild wedding. I was also a cash bar, which they didn't tell us till we got there, which was fuck. Uh, that's no fun. That's cash no bar fun. Wedding? That's not a yeah, good. Don't start. even invite me. Your camera's but, gone again, Shane. Oh, there you I are. You're good. I don't know what my thing is doing. So if as long as you can hear oh, me, good. let's We're just go good. with that. I can um, hear you. Yeah. Yeah, but I. Uh, what? Yeah, I mean, I think, but most of the time, I think I'm pretty good at. I do definitely know people that can't say no to people and can't and stand up. They can't stand up for themselves to people. Yeah, that's. Oh, I never want to be caught in a relationship like that. I'm trying to think of when I have been and who I've. I mean, other than my wife, it's the only person I can't say no to. But that's you know that's the deal, right? You can't you can't say no to your wife. No, and she's a she's a great. You'd lady. be a fool to. Um, Right? Yeah. What's the obsession with the Kennedys? So this Elaine is uh, up, sort of the first, the first mention, because there's multiple mentions yeah. for the, rest of the series about the Kennedys. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I guess it was just the, the Kennedys were still really big. They're, they're less so now, but they were a big uh, part of pop culture in the, uh, you know, all the way from the 60s to the 90s. Yeah. I mean, they still kind of are. One of them's trying to run for president. Like yeah, they're still R- out there. RFK. Who I didn't know. I just found yeah. out that uh, uh, RFK Jr. is uh, you know he's married to Cheryl Hines, the Larry David's wife on Curb Enthusiasm. They're they're married in crazy? real life. She's married to a Kennedy, which is again that just makes the Seinfeld connection again, kind of right. <laughs> Larry David's wife. You got so happy it, thinking about that. <laughs> well, it's just it's I mean the Kennedys. It's a big thing, but yeah, Elaine. They talk about so. Um, uh, uh, Leslie's married and pregnant now. Um, she's married to a guy named Todd, who is uh, Kramer, uh, Jerry Seals. I think he's a Kennedy. Uh, I think he's a third cousin or something like that by marriage. Oh, Todd, 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 Todd. <laughs> I like when Jerry Todd. does that. Yeah, Todd. Um, um, I already can't stand Leslie, just for starters. The whole way she's described, she's an irritating. Um, I love the the first mention of the fascination with Ken- and how Elaine like goes back and forth on it's it. It's the big she's- deal about the Kennedys. I don't get it. And then she's the and one she's who's the- obsessed yeah. with the Kennedys throughout the whole thing. I mean, this is she does mention. I think at the end of the episode, she says, uh, "You know, I I saw John Junior once. Uh, I think she was on a bus or something, and she dinged the bell, but they didn't stop. But then, I mean, that's a callback. I mean, they call back that later." Um, I think it's the contest where she's trying to meet up with John Kennedy Jr. from her health club. That's right. He's that's, why that's, she that's loses the, big, the contest. That's right. We can't yeah. spoilers, Shane. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, the, the a lot of references in this opener with just like the <gasps> again, on, like the uh, shut up. <laughs> One second, I right. got. Sorry, she's just going to keep barking, so I close the window. It'll be less annoying, I think. No, it's okay. Um, I'll, I'll snap, oh, snap at that part. She's staring at me. She's <laughs> looking at this. Can you see? She's the best. She's I think she's staring such, at me. 
You've eaten your I dinner. like you so much. <laughs> You've been walked. Now she's go got down. so Shut much up. personality. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> She's so funny. Uh, okay. So in this sequence, what we're not talking about is George's obsession with Leslie himself and how much he detests her. Well, he was going to um, tell her off when she sprayed the chocolate all over him. But he couldn't. Yeah, and he couldn't do it. Do it. Cowered it out. Right. right. Um, have you ever had an item of clothing that like you really appreciated, completely destroyed, that was like broke your heart, or even like maybe not destroyed, but like ah, oh, I love this shirt. God damn it! Yeah, you got I something mean, like that, that. I can't think of anything in particular, but the, my my most recent thing was I think on a previous episode we talked about sneakers and we love sneakers, and I told you I have a brand new pair of Reeboks in my closet that I haven't. I was waiting for spring to be over to wear them because I don't want to get them muddy. Yeah, yeah. I wore them the first time at Fan Expo. And we uh, all went no, for drinks after. No, we went for drinks after. And um, uh, Kyle Smith's buddy, this guy Goldie, who I met, who's a good dude, we were hanging out. And he ordered a Caesar. And we were at Hoops. And uh, to be fair, this uh, this server, it's it was probably her like first week or something. She wasn't very confident. But it wasn't her really her – it wasn't her fault. But it wasn't I wasn't that upset about it. But she spilled – his entire Caesar basically all over his crotch. And then it's, I didn't realize till later she had spilled Caesar all over my white shoes that I just worn the first day I wore them. Um, but we got most, I got most of it off. It didn't really stain it. So they're not completely ruined, but um, yeah, that was kind of, it was Bosco-y, you know, it was, it was just the uh, first day I wore them. Caesar poured on my shoes. Uh, you had anything like I that? I had a, so, uh, yeah, so, on a date, mm, I can't think of that. No, but I had my when my little brother when he was a baby, um, I was wearing a brand new throwback jersey back in the early two thousands, and he vomited on me. That sucked, so I had to I had to fix it. I had to find a way to fix it or redo it because it was a pretty expensive piece of clothing. It was a gift too. I'm like you, little. You're lucky you're new. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I was recently at wrestling close to at the Parkdale Hall in Toronto and a 90s wrestler or 90s 2000s wrestler I don't know if you remember Gangrel remember that idiot I remember the name so he so he had the gimmick where he'd come out like a vampire and spit blood into the air so he still does that at 60 whatever how old he is and he's, <laughs> we were sitting in the front row and we got it all over us it was disgusting and it ruined my shoes Oh, I had a nice pair of uh, Nike Air Max Jordan thing, stained and it just got all this blood, paint. like they're stained. It's I I cleaned it off, but I wasn't sure at first because it was all red. Look like at us, sneakers both had getting all red, red stuff red. spilled all over our white shoes. Right, not chocolate sauce though. Not so Bosco. George, yeah. it's also, also the George first mention of Bosco. That's right. That's what I mean. This one, this episode's special, man. Um. Okay, grudge like Khomeini. You want to explain yeah, it? Was it? A grudge like Khomeini. Uh, I I can kind of explain it. I didn't know who Khomeini was, uh, but I looked Me him neither. up. And he, <laughs> did you look him up? I did. He was a a sheikh or like a politician of Iran, right? From 1979 to 89. He was the first supreme leader of Iran from 79 till I think he died in 89 or something like that. Yeah, what was the grudge he had? That's the part I didn't look. I don't I know. Just kind of... I didn't have enough time. I was like, I can't read. I didn't have time to read Khomeini's biography. 
But um, I <laughs> but think, I mean, you learned I've, something, right? Learned something. Definitely learned something. I also learned about Sakharov in this one, too. Um, yeah. But I think uh, I've seen pictures of uh, Iran from the 60s, and it was, uh, I guess, a less. A strict Islamic state at the time because there's pictures of everyone no one's women aren't wearing burqas and stuff like that and then I guess I think from what I understand is Khomeini uh, uh, brought in sort of the the Islamic revolution the Iranian Islamic revolution so I think that's why the country is so uh, heavily Islamic and and you know if you go to Iran now all the women wear burqas and stuff like that and uh, so I think that's because of Khomeini, from what I understand. I could be wrong about that, but I think before then it was a bit, a little bit more of like a free, liberal, less religious state. Gotcha. Is he an Ayatollah? Was he an Ayatollah? I feel like that's a name, a, a word I've heard a lot. Yeah, the Ayatollah Khomeini. I'd like to figure out what kind of grudges he has, but maybe he had a few grudges. I don't know enough about Khomeini, but man, this and George holds a grudge like Khomeini. <laughs> He kept the red. Whatever the red shirt. He, what, did he keep it? Yeah, of course he read because he his collar still. Wears, good. He still wears it under sweaters. The collar's still good. It's right. Yeah. If right, I said anything uh, wrong about Colmaney get... and you're upset about it, email us and tell us what we got wrong, or if you know why Colmaney is known for holding a grudge. That's right. Yes, please give us the goods. Um, the scene with Kramer. Kramer's yeah, got the illegal cable guy. At his house, he's installing it now. Jerry's trying to tune his TV like, like he can't afford cable or something. And Kramer well, no, says uh, uh, Kramer says something about the cables, uh, the the cable networks are out or something like that. Uh, what does he What does he say? Um, shoot, How are you going to wait for the cable people to sort it yeah, out to resolve their dispute? All the cable, yeah, all the <laughs> yeah. I like it goes, all the cable companies care about is the big mamu. <laughs> um illegal cable shane yay or nay i mean i don't want to incriminate you but back in the day i had illegal cable when i was a kid my dad was all about that have you, did you ever have direct all TV? about the illegal cable all about the illegal cable my dad loved, my it. dad was like morty seinfeld like if you told him you you got something hot like you bought it you got it off the street you think it was hot like if i I would I would literally do what Jerry did when he bought his dad the wizard. Like I would pay full price and then tell my dad I paid less and that I got it. Maybe it was stolen. I got a guy off got the street, and uh, he would he loved stuff like that. So he was definitely down for the <laughs> illegal cable. My dad always had the legal cable box. Uh, it was a whole thing with him. He always he put so much effort into that and spent more money on this illegal cable shit than it would have cost to just pay for normal regular cable. But he had to think he was getting. He, my dad was a very like fuck the government. They're always trying to take my money. Fuck them. Yeah, it uh, sounds very similar to to what I had going Maybe on. It's the Italian. <laughs> it was wild. It was like all the effort put towards getting illegal cable was such a thing. Yeah, I mean. As a kid, you liked it because you got the free channels and you could watch all the pay-per-views and whatnot. But, man, the hustle that they went through to make sure that they could get that. i got a fly in my house. It's irritating me. Uh, if you see me waving my hand, Shane, that's what it is. Uh, so you grew up with the illegal cable. He's trying – What? <laughs> what's your favorite part of his way of breaking Jerry down in this? Um, what's my favorite part of him breaking Jerry down? Yeah, I uh, love I when mean, he brings up the sports. 
I mean, that's how he. That's the convincing, right? He says uh, you're gonna get 56 channel, but the, what what does it for him is the Mets have 75 games on cable this year. And Jerry goes, okay, yeah. let's do it. But yeah, he goes, uh, 56 channels, movies, sports, nudity, and it's free for life. And what about this Russian immigrant? Uh, he's a Russian immigrant. He escaped from the gulag. He's the <laughs> Sakharov of cable guys. What Slows does that mean? Uh, I think he just. Mean, I think he's trying to say he's like a, a, a genius. So Sakharov was a, like a Soviet nuclear physicist who helped. Uh, I think he helped create the first uh, nuclear bombs. Um, but oh, really? he also, yeah, he was. Uh, I think he won. Um, I can't remember exactly, but I think he got a Nobel Peace Prize because after the um, his is having his hand in in and I'm I'm summarizing and I might be way off. So I apologize. If my facts are a little wrong, but um, he started. Basically, going around and teaching people about the dangers of nuclear um, uh, power and nuclear bombs and things like that. So, and then he won like a Nobel Peace Prize. So he was basically telling people, "This is great." Like after the, the bombs went off in World War II, like he was very much against uh, using nuclear weapons. Got you. Okay. So, so he this was, guy he then was Soviet inventor of the hydrogen bomb. That's who. Yeah, father of Soviet hydrogen bomb. He was an ardent and unrelenting champion of human rights and freedoms. Uh, but yeah, so Kramer so, says that this guy is the Sakharov of cable. <laughs> I was going to say, so this guy's basically the, the cable guy of, in, of scientists. Yeah. He just cares yeah. about everybody getting. <laughs> he can also slow down um, the gas meter and he sells slugs for the subway. I'm, I'm assuming that's like a token. Like we used to have tokens for here. I'm assuming that's what he means by sell slugs for the subway. I would imagine <laughs> Kramer was so proud. He's like, "Can you believe this guy?" Like, <laughs> and Jerry actually says, "Real human rights activist." <laughs> Some to that effect. <laughs> so he, uh, you Jerry, got a, you got a pal like this? A pal like Kramer or like the the Russian immigrant? Yeah, the Sakharov cable guy. You got no, I don't know any uh, anyone uh, who would be the the Sakharov cable or something along those lines. <laughs> um. Sorry, you go ahead. I, I cut you off. So uh, Jerry has now agreed to let Elaine host Leslie's baby shower in his apartment. That's right. On Saturday. Right. He's going to Buffalo on Saturday. She can do it then. But now he forgets and he allows Kramer to bring the, the Russian guy in to install the illegal cable also on the same day. Yeah. And Jerry's not going to be there. So he doesn't really care. Let them deal with each other. But well, no, think I, think, that I this, think they're I'm, implying that Jerry kind of just agrees and he doesn't really re remember that he's agreed to two things Pay like attention. Kind of like a, yeah it's not like he's uh doing it on purpose i think he's just kind of like slips his mind he's not gonna be here sure do it on side occupied yeah right i'm not here out of sight out of mind while i was watching this with the antennas and him telling kramer like just hold it there i'm trying to get the picture and kramer saying you're gonna have 56 channels like that's like whoa like unimaginable at the time yeah. Do you think that this bit is still relatable because we still watch TV or do you think it's above like how old is this show when there's antennas on the TV? Like how did it feel for you watching dated, it? pretty dated because I don't know that many people who actually have regular cable or would pay for cable. Like for me, we don't even have we have Netflix, Disney Plus. We don't have any sort of regular TV channels. We would never watch regular TV. To go back to that, it just seems completely archaic and silly right thinking about how youtube has become the new cable channel like we don't want to watch tv because ugh, 
commercials, but we watch YouTube all the time and they just give you commercials every two minutes, it feels like. I think sometimes. it's more you about, know what I mean? Um, like I think it's more about having things on demand. We're of the society now. Where yeah. And and we should. Why why should like I go to my stepmoms and they watch regular TV and they go they watch that channel, the TV guy channel that tells you what's coming up. And I go, I don't have to wait for an episode uh, episode of The Office to come on. I could just go on Netflix and put on any episode I want. Do you think though that like watching watching this back and I feel sometimes there's so many options on all of our devices that it's like there's nothing to watch. And then you put on, I don't know if you still have any type of cable, but sometimes me and my wife flip through cable. And then on AMC, there's like this classic 90 movie that's that's on and you just find yourself watching it. And I own it. It's in my collection or it's on Netflix. But because it's on the television, like here, this is what we're playing. Sometimes it's like, I'll watch that since it's on already. Do you know what I mean? I know what you're Never saying. I don't do you? that anymore because I the only time it happens if I'm – um, at my my dad my stepmom's place and watching TV and they're just something like that comes on but generally I don't because I don't even turn on the TV regularly I literally just watch Seinfeld I'm insane yeah that's true too you don't really need much else than Netflix in your life right now because he's there but uh, okay so yeah it is pretty dated but I feel like I don't know maybe because I lived through it I remember that time of this type of conversation and I just see TV and having accessibility like 56 channels is basically getting netflix for free or like the i what's that 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 tv thing the box the ip box that everyone has that's the new equivalent of illegal cable right yeah that's, lives what, on. that's what my friends have they got their box they call it they just call it the box yeah i got the box everyone it was always called the box even when it was just tv my grandpa used Where to call the remote the control the box <laughs> Where's the box? Yes. <laughs> That's true. Um, I love the Hammer Time reference when yeah, the 90s. when Kramer. Come on, it's the nineties. I think less than the TV so, that feels really dated when he goes to Hammer Time. We go, oh my god, it's so nineties. So this is the real question, though: MC Hammer or Vanilla Ice? I mean, it's got to be MC Hammer, right? If you if you're choosing, yeah, you're not. Right, it's got to be. I, feel, I mean, I Vanilla Ice. That one song was huge, but it's just a, it's just under pressure. That's why it's so good because of the beat. Um, to be fair, I was a little white boy in Scarborough growing up. That song was huge. Ice Ice Baby. Everybody, we knew all the words. We rapped along. I still rap along to it if I hear it now. I know all the words. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think Hammer had some more hits. I don't know. Something about Vanilla Ice was extremely douchey. That haircut, like. Um, do you ever watch the In Living Color when Jim Carrey did uh, his uh, parody of Vanilla Ice? Yeah. You're like, that sums it up. That's how stupid Vanilla Ice is. Yeah, and that's why, I mean, both both artists came in, like, they came in hot, they made an impact, and then they were like, what happened to those guys all of a sudden, right? They had that sort of career, but Hammer did have the hits. And he was uh, Death Row affiliated. Yeah, know, he did kind of I mean. like he tried to rebrand as more of like a gangster version of himself, like, uh, uh, but it didn't really take off. But yeah, it's hammer time, baby. No. Should right. we, uh, let, let's get to like how do you feel about our scene where Jerry comes home and the FBI is waiting for him inside, uh, and then he uh, he makes a run for it and he gets shot to pieces. 
How do you feel about you this You know scene? what? It's definitely the scene in the show that lets you know this is early. But I like it. Because they show Jerry really getting shot. And it's something so different on a sitcom. Like, it's so unique that it could only happen on Seinfeld, I feel. I don't know if that makes sense. But as odd as it is, I like it. How about you? You seem like you hate it. I don't care for the fantasy sequences, really. Um, Maybe some, but not this one for sure. It just feels like, uh, I don't know what they're trying to do here. This is obviously Larry Charles, again, with the gun humor. Um, I think he was, like again, they still don't know what they're doing yet. But I think it's also, uh, I don't know, there's just something that's way off. It doesn't feel proper. It doesn't feel like it fits into Seinfeld in general. To be honest, the uh, My Little Cable Boy is funny. Kramer holding Jerry go, my little cable boy. Yeah. That's funny. Um, apparently they, they kept, it took them so long to film that. Cause every time he kept saying my little cable boy, Jerry just couldn't stop laughing, which is, that's fair. I mean, every, I was waiting for it when I was watching it. Now I knew it was coming and it still makes me laugh. Yeah, that is, um, funny. but it was a dream. It was all, it was a nightmare. It Jerry was Kramer. all a dream. It's from his trepidations about the illegal cable. He wakes up, he's on a plane, and they're going through a blizzard. Is this his first time on a plane that we see him? I think so, yeah. On the, yeah. And who yeah, is he sitting pretty... next to? Bill. My name is Bill. You know name? I might be the last <laughs> person you ever see. Person you see. That is great. <laughs> that guy, like that guy's just one line. He's such a like funny looking character. Like that's I love that part. But yeah, so Jerry comes home because there's a, a blizzard and he couldn't even get to Buffalo. How, how many times have you flown on a plane, Shane? Um, Are you ever a frequent flyer in your life? No, I've flown to two places in my life, so four times if you count there and back. I don't I, I don't like it's not that I don't like like I'm not scared of flying. I don't like waiting and I feel like every time you fly somewhere you just have to fucking wait all day. You get we went to a thing in Myrtle Beach for a bachelor party. we these guys had me at the airport three hours before our flight. We're just sitting there waiting like assholes. <laughs> and I'm the asshole for going, Why do we have to get here so early? Three hours is excessive, though. <laughs> it depends who you fly with. If it was up to some of some people I know, they'd be there four hours early, just in case. That's crazy to me. And even just, I mean, here they talk about the George picks up Jerry. It's the airport pickup, and he's really appreciative of it. Um, I've picked people up from the airport many times, and it's the worst thing on earth. I fucking hate everything to do with the airport. Going to the airport, picking people up, everything is annoying, and you're waiting all the time. I hate waiting for stuff. So the airport to me is just one of the worst places on earth. Do you have a well? You don't fly, so I was going to say, do you have a person who picks you up at the airport when you need? But you no, keep I would never simple. do you that. Just I just take a, I just take a cab. Yeah. I would never Fair ask them to do that for me. That's so. I think it's uh, so. Uh, ugh, I don't like it. That's so mean. It's a I, real if, friend. If though. I was driving to the airport to pick someone up and I heard the plane crash and the person died, I'd still be like a little bit upset that I had to drive to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'd bring, I'd bring it up at the okay. funeral. Okay, okay. I'm definitely not going to ask you to pick me up at the airport. You don't have a car, which is part no, of. I like, don't have a car anymore, easy, but, which is great. So I don't have to do that. But just take a fucking Uber back if, from the airport. If you had to, who would be your person to call if you had to? Oh, I don't know. My got buddy. an option? You got that friend? 
my buddy Mike is my guy. He's uh, we've done stupid things and called him in, at 3 a.m. and go, uh, you're gonna have to come get us. <laughs> like, and he just such a good friend that he just goes, fuck you. Okay, I'll do it. That's that's what I'm talking about. That's shout out to Mike. That's the thing. You need those people in life who will pick you up at the airport. Um, shout out to Nick. That that's me and Daph's person who always gets that's us. It doesn't matter what time of day. There's, you live uh, closer to the friend. airport, though. Where you are to get to the airport isn't as bad. True, true enough. But you still, when that person's willing to get you at three in the morning, that's sure, fine. sure, sure. We had to get right. uh, All right, so- Sam Noir, our pal Sam Noir, friend of the show. <laughs> we were going up for the our studio had a retreat last year at a farmhouse, and we had to. He came back from I don't know where he was, Europe or whatever, and literally I couldn't do this. If I was coming back from a long trip, I need to go home and reset. He was coming back. We picked him up from the airport and went right to the farmhouse where we had our retreat. And he's people who know him. He's like mostly I think he's legally blind at this point. So we had to find him on the platform at 7 a.m. at the airport. I got out of the car. I'm running around and just guiding him, grabbing his bags. Let's go. The car's over there. Like it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, Sam's a trip. It's fun. It's fun. Anyways, I'll save some for another time. Um, George being the airport volunteer, you know, even Jerry can't believe it. He's like, you just, I, I'm so impressed at the, the type of friend you are to do that he, for me. He, he suggested it. <laughs> what do you even ask? He suggested it. That's right. Let me come and get you. After everything you've been through. <laughs> um, and what I love is the things that Jerry picks up on. Like He knows George. Out of all things that Jerry knows, he knows George Costanza. Yeah, he's a, a the way you know Seinfeld, he and it's the one person he might even listen to because he forgets that Elaine is at the has the thing until this moment, and that the cable guy's there until he gets there and full house. But place, with George, George, George hates his place. Let's go get some to eat. Why can't George get some to eat? I just had a whole pot roast. <laughs> and then Jerry <laughs> sees the collar, and then he goes, "Red shirt, red shirt, red shirt." Which it's I still, perfect. Every, I have and every time I wear a red shirt, I I say red shirt, red shirt. That and that's the thing is that in those little moments you see like Jerry's attentive to George's quibbles in life, like it's his entertainment. It's almost yeah. like where he gets material from. But he notices the red shirt and he goes, "I knew that there was something up in this." Fruit. What are you gonna do about it? So uh, do you remember there... his rant? You got the script. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. I mean, he's not. What does he say? He's like, you're not gonna say that to her. There's no way you're gonna say that to her. Sorry, the, the, just to those that are listening, the the audio sometimes delays because me and Shane are on internet. So if you see us interrupting each other, that's why. Um, I love his little rant of what of why he he can't stand Leslie or her type of people. It's crazy. It's a long, it's a long monologue, which Jason Alexander got known for for doing for George, which is good. And, and he says, what did you go out for, for, with me for? Just to dump chocolate on my shirt and then dump me all together? I don't deserve that kind of treatment. Well, you don't have the, you don't have the common courtesy to return my calls, to apologize? You think I'm some sort of loser that likes to be abused and ignored? <laughs> Who sure can be ruined without financial restitution? Some, of, <laughs> some sort of masochist who enjoys being humiliated? You think you can avoid me like I have some sort of disease? You have the disease. You have the disease. You may be beautiful and rich and physically just unbelievable, but you sicken me. You disgust me. You and everyone like you. You'll never say that to your face. It's great. It's so good. He does a great performance just delivering those because you feel that 
at this moment, even though it's a sitcom, like this person, the vitriol in their voice, they really believe it. Like Jason yeah. Alexander is just him and Elaine. Like they capture those characters so well. Yeah, but um, they, they both cannot stand up to Leslie as it's shown. They can't do it. There's something about Leslie. So uh, we go to the baby shower. You, Sorry, go let's ahead. go to the baby shower. No, I was uh, going to say, have you ever had that sort of? You, I, I want to say this to this person so bad. And I'm just looking for a reason to. Ever I've, have definitely, like, I've definitely when done I get things where you kind of rehearse it and you're going to, I'm going to tell them this. And then in the moment you look in someone's eyes and you kind of forget it and you try to, oh, what was I going to say again? I had it so, so perfect. Yeah. And thinking about it, I'm not this type of person, but you know what? I kind of am. I would, I would have a whole spiel lined up to say, and I would <laughs> want to hit all those marks. Uh, but yeah. It's it's not the best place emotionally to be when you really really want to say that though, right? So George, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how George deals with this. But let's go to the the baby shower. Go ahead, Shane, take it away. Okay, so we're at the baby shower and Kramer comes in and uh, with the cable guy and Elaine's upset that uh, that uh, they're doing this now and he says it was authorized by Jerry and then she said, okay, do it <laughs> quick and get out. And then Kramer, what does the Kramer tell the lady? And then the ladies can watch something on uh, Lifetime. <laughs> and you got the. Uh, I love when you cut back, when you cut back to different portions of the party, and you you lean in and everyone's conversation and eavesdrop. I just love Kramer's. You know, I eat the whole apple. <laughs> How does he get into that conversation? Stem core everything. <laughs> you ever read the bark off a of pineapple? Um, I love I love when they show the Russian guy eating all the food and he's just sitting there with that face <laughs> falling off of his face. Yeah. Or then yeah. Have you ever crashed a party before that you uh, didn't necessarily want to be at? I think I I've definitely in my younger days I, I went to parties. I crashed parties for sure, but I don't think I would ever crash a baby shower. You never had to host one, have you? A baby shower? Yeah, I mean, no, Jerry that's, had that's that for the ladies. It. Yeah, I don't like. I'm so happy that the men are invited to the baby shower. I always protest. Like, why? Why? Like, I get maybe the husband has to come at some point, uh, or the father of yeah. the baby. Sorry, but the uh, to invite the male friends is no, no, no. I don't want that. I'm not doing that. I have been invited to those. And yeah. I, my whole thing is, why am I, don't invite me to that. I'm not coming to your baby shower. Right. I feel like. But now they get you. I'm they so get you happy. with these uh, gender reveal parties. That's how they get you. Oh, it's uh, everyone That's can come. It's a gender reveal thing. Get the fuck out of here. That's I'm not going to your gender reveal party. I'm not going to your fucking Jack and Jill, your stag and doe. <laughs> they just keep rebranding <laughs> these things. So we all have to go together. Right. I'm I don't so happy anymore. that. As a as a guy, we don't. I don't have to go to baby showers. My wife always rescinds the, the invitation. Like I don't do this stuff, but oh, I'm so happy I never get that invitation. Yeah, you know, so many people. <laughs> everyone's always having a fucking baby or getting engaged or getting married. Like it never ends. I can't. I can't buy gifts for everyone's fucking babies. I'm not going to your christening. <laughs> I'm not going to any of that shit. Don't invite me. <laughs> let it be. Let, let it be written. Let it be done. I found um, out two of my close friends, uh, we go to the cottage with their kids. They had, uh, um, I guess they're, they're kind of religious. They had like their, um, 
baptism, christening, whatever you want to call it, for their two kids, and I wasn't even invited. And when I found out that, I was so happy. I was like, that's so nice of you to not invite me to that. They know they know me enough to go, don't invite Shane to this. Jeez. So if there's anything in my life to celebrate, just don't bother inviting you? Or would you feel like, hey, man, I would have partied with you? Uh, you're already married. Everything else, leave me alone. So no anniversary, no nothing. Your anniversary is for you and your wife. That has nothing to do with me. Maybe your retirement. If you're reti- if you when you retire, okay. you sure uh, let's do that. Okay, all right. Just just so I know what's worthwhile to invite you to. <laughs> right. Okay. Just, I'm in the I mean, I'm offended when people invite me to things. I I. <laughs> you're a beauty. So another pop culture reference here. Bernard Getz. Bernard Gotts. Yes, yeah. So Leslie just went on Riverside Drive. Another mention of Riverside Drive. Who was the previous Riverside Drive person? From one of our first episodes. I forget. Pamela, blonde hair, glasses, Riverside Drive. That's right. That's right. Uh, But they bought an apartment on Riverside Drive. Uh, Bernard Getz's mother used to live there. I didn't know who Bernard Getz was. Did you look it up? I did. He's a German so he's, guy that uh, um, he, he shot some um, yeah. uh, black people, that, uh, young kids. black men that, yeah, four young black kids that he said were mugging him. Um, and then I guess at the time, this is of uh, New York being very uh, crime ridden. So, I mean, there was a lot of uh, people that supported him through through this. And I think he only got a little bit of jail time, um, but then he was sued uh, uh, civilly for for money because he, I think he, one of the kids he shot had uh, permanent brain damage. Crazy. I mean, I Crazy don't know story. this situation to, to to speak on it really. But I gotta say, I really like I really like the pop culture references throughout this episode. It's been great. Like I learned stuff from this one. I like sh- I like shit like that. Um, yeah. So there you go with the little trivia of. Of who Bernard Getz was in relation to New York. Uh, we'd finally see Leslie. She's in the scene now. You hear her interacting and talking. And my prejudice about her, I, I can't stand her. Like, it's official. Now that I see her, she's exactly what I imagine. Can't stand her. I mean, I've seen this episode many times, but man. She's every played time. by Chris, Christine Dunford as the actress who plays Leslie. Do you recognize her? I don't recognize her. You do recognize her. She is in season five episode, The Pie. She is working at Renitzi, and she uh, they're having an unadvertised sale. Oh, she's the saleswoman that told George about the unadvertised sale. And uh, uh, Elaine, there's the Elaine mannequin. Don't flatter yourself. That the mother mannequin is wearing a twelve hundred dollar Gaultier dress. That's right. Which is funny because she's. Mostly in scenes with Elaine and George here, and then in that episode again with mostly with Elaine and George. Interesting, good catch. I like that. Okay, okay. But yeah, That's I mean, the actress is too. great. You're not supposed to like her, and you don't. But both both <laughs> times she shows up, she's pretty unlikable. I think. Yeah, no, very very good performances from what's her name again? Christine what? Christine Dunford. Dunford. Yeah. Nicely done, Christine. If you happen to be listening. I prefer um, more as the uh, the the saleswoman in at Renitzi. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's great. Oh yeah, for sure. For but that's sure. season five. Season so five, she, firing on all cylinders, and they're amazing. Oh yeah, that those are all 
classics. So George is mustering up the courage. The sweater's coming off. Elaine's warned him, don't you dare do what you think you're going to do. But he's going to dare. He's going to give it a shot. He tries. He tries. And he starts fumbling right away. He can't. He looks her in the eyes. He is. She's very intimidating, this Leslie. Uh, as soon as they look her in the eyes, they, yes. they cannot say no. Like Elaine says, she goes, I can't say no to her. But, but we do have a confrontation. I do love, we, we got, what's her name? I American like this Tardy. one. <laughs> I love her. Tardy. I love her. She's a firecracker. And, she, and so, she's been mustering up this moment to do it. And she shows George how it's done. I love that, that George Jerry. was going to tell her off, but uh, Mary Cantardi showed up because she wanted to tell Jerry. She wanted to, the opportunity to tell Jerry off, and she does. Yeah, she does it well. And I love when she, lie. Well, Jerry went out with her a year or so ago, or whatever they say. And uh, I think it was her. actually three years. She, Did they say it, her story is like identical? Yeah, I think it's identical to George, which is what's perfect about it. Is that? Jerry ends up being the oh yeah she said Leslie. We had a date three years ago you took me to one of your shows um, you said exactly. you had a great time said you'd call me the next day I was probably just lost it liar I love when she <laughs> that. no it was perfect but that uh, between George and Mary and the cable guy this party is not going well. It's coming to an end pretty quickly. No, even after American Tardy storms out, she knocks a woman who knocks Leslie's cake into George's shirt. So once again, his shirt gets ruined. That's great. Even worse. I, I feel like that's the the key to the comedy, right? Is that setup from very, very, very beginning. That when it happened, the Seinfeld episode so far, that's always been this sort of setup at the beginning and then a payoff right at the end or some reference back. And that's just like stand up. Is that you've yeah. come along for this ride, and then there's that callback to that first joke that we that got us all giggling in the first place, right? Ah, yeah. it comes together. Now, was, um, I, I think it's very well done. And George is helping the, Leslie the with all with her gifts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's He's great. He's still a bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Jerry decides to say no to the cable guy. He doesn't. He doesn't want it. He'll just pay him for whatever he owes him. What, what is he? What, Kramer said it was a uh, one fifty. What does the cable guy 150. want? One fifty. 400. It's not paying it. What are you going to do? <laughs> they break the TV. They smash his Again. TV. And Kramer, Kramer's still watching TV by himself. Such Kramer a Kramer had that, that face popcorn. he makes when he goes, you said it was going to be 150 and Kramer just says that. <laughs> oh. I love the amount it's of acting scary, and communication that, that uh, uh, what's his name? Kramer, but the actor. Michael Richards. Michael Richards. Yeah, the amount of communication that he displays in this little sequence here. Like, he doesn't say a word. It's just like, whoa. Yeah. Like, he's going like a silent raspberry. And he's yeah. like, oh, I move in. Mike Richards is a genius physical. He can do so much without saying a word. It's incredible. I always yeah. love watching the uh, the marine biologist when he pulls out the golf ball. Like, and you just see yeah. Kramer says, he he goes, is it a titleist? But just his face, the way he goes from <laughs> surprise to kind of like a slight smirk, like it just does so much with so little. It makes that joke work every time. I think yeah. if anyone's watched that episode and they know Seinfeld, they know that one. They always know the marine biologist and they wait yeah. for that moment at the okay, table. Can I give you some trivia yeah. for the episode? Are we good to do trivia? All right. Okay. We've, we've talked right. some of them, but okay. I got some questions for you. 
George went on a date with Leslie to see a performance. She was uh, making dinner for who at the performance? For God. God. What's for the God, name of the, what's the, name of the woman who confronts Jerry at a baby shower? Mary Contardi. Contardi. Where is Jerry doing a show on Saturday? Buffalo. Buffalo. What's the name of the guy next to Jerry on the plane? Hmm. My name's Bill. <laughs> I may be the last person you ever see. Um, when Jerry's trying to guess the husband Todd's name, he suggests three names. Was he guess? Oh, I didn't get those. Scott. What's his name? Uh, Chip? Skip? Skip? <laughs> Todd. 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 Chip, Skip, and Kip <laughs> is great. How many games uh, yeah, did the Mets have that. on cable this season? 76. 75. Close. Ah. Um, okay. When uh, when the FBI shows up at his apartment, what do they keep calling Jerry? Steinfeld, Mr. Steinfeld. Steinfeld. <laughs> um, and the cable guy in the in the dream, uh, he's an FBI agent. What's his name? Agent Hunt. Agent Stone. Agent Stone. You're right. Yep. Elaine has to do the, uh, the 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 baby shower at Jerry's apartment because her roommate has uh, uh, two diseases. What are they? She's got Lyme's disease. Yeah. Because she did a performance of hair. In Canbury, Connecticut. Park, right? She must have rolled <laughs> on a tick. I wrote down the other one and I lost it. She's got Epstein-Barr <laughs> syndrome. Epstein Barr syndrome. She got, got right. Epstein Barr with a tw- with a twist of lime. Which is a good twist line. of lime. That was it was it, the, that opening sequence was so well written in my opinion because that yeah. joke too. I thought it was genius. <laughs> she the way they snuck that in. Yeah, Epstein Barr. Because I looked that up too. I was like, what the hell is this? When is Leslie's okay. baby due? September 9th? March twentieth, nine a.m. You know no, the time? She knew the time. Plan C-section. That's right. Would okay, you have well, known that in trivia? That's why I'm putting it down now, because this will help me remember it. I never know what they could ask. Okay. I need to know everything at all times. Mm-hmm. I need to have that. So asking you it and writing it down, it goes in my notes. That will be in my mind. Got it. March 20th, 9 a.m. Last having question. Plan C-section. Jerry's TV. I know why she's having a... Okay, I know why yeah. she's having a plan C section. She's having a plan C section because her ser- therapist said that she would have a breakdown if she had the baby. Yeah, it might make her go insane, I think she says. Yeah. Okay, last question. Okay. Uh, what does Kramer say? Uh, Jerry TV Smash Kramer says this movie's on in five minutes at his place. He's making popcorn. What movie? Dr. Shivago. Dr. Shivago. You got it. That's pretty good. <laughs> good trivia. Not bad, right? Yeah, that was pretty good. There's a lot. This is starting to get like the earlier ones. There wasn't a whole lot to them, but the references, everything. There's a lot going on here. They're coming. They're coming. And they're yeah. starting All right. to have everyone's stories time. tie in together, which is really nice. I mean, it doesn't it takes a while before they really get into the. In my opinion, it's the subway episode where they literally all go their separate ways and have their own story. That's to me where they go. All right, we got it. You know, they're doing it, but they're starting to get there. Starting to get there. It's starting to get there. That yeah, it's forming. Yeah. All right, uh, giddy ups. Uh, giddy ups. Go I'm gonna it. go six point five. All right, I'm gonna give this one seven point five. It's up there for me. I like it. Okay. Every it's time I watch it, things. I laugh. 
It's okay. It's got some good moments, but it's not one of my faves. I mostly what like like I said before, I like watching these early episodes for the trivia. It's a for me. It's a highlight of season two. Like I look at the season, I'm like, oh, that's a good one. I I look forward to this episode. So it's not top top tier yet, but we're getting there. We're getting yeah. close. We're getting there. Very good. All right. What's next? What's up next? Oh, next is the best episode of season two, the Chinese restaurant. Ooh, yeah, I can't wait to get yeah. to it. It's uh, it's definitely can't my, wait. This is my favorite episode of great. season two. One of my favorites of all, all right. the entire series, which is good. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's it's an, an example just in TV production. How, how do you do something like that and pull it off? But yeah, well, I got um, a lot to say about it. Yeah, I can't wait to do that one. All right. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Mr. Shane Heron, where can people fi- follow you? He's uh, an artist, on, by the way, everybody. <laughs> give me on Instagram at Shane Heron. That's it. Simple, simple like that. All right. Yeah, message me about other than called. other than going don't be one of these dicks that messages the, me to tell me how much they don't like seinfeld or i gotta be honest i never really got into seinfeld i don't care don't tell me that shit you want to talk seinfeld let's talk seinfeld if you're a fraser <laughs> fan get the fuck out of here <laughs> that's right i literally um, get people that go oh, even- i've never been a big seinfeld guy i'm like i don't care and they go i had one guy message me he's actually a, a good dude he's like a friend of sam noir's and he messaged me and he goes uh would you, would you hate me if I said I didn't really like Seinfeld? And I said, I would not hate you. I would lose much respect for you, though. Right? That's the that's the only reason you're still friends with me. It's like, ah, he likes Seinfeld at least. Yeah. Yeah, I try to weave it into every <laughs> conversation. Um, all right, next up, classic. Uh, don't forget to email us at caveofsolitude.outlook.com. If you want to be the Newman of the show, it's the, we're going to call it the Newman's Mailbag. So okay. feel free to email us, talk shit, uh, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. If our trivia is off, talk yep. smack. Let's if do it. If we got things wrong about Khomeini um, or Sakharov or Bernard Getz or you got some more information, let us know. Let's, let's be cultured. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share. And uh, we'll be back with more good stuff on the on the show, the Seinfeld Chronicles. Bye-bye. Giddy up.